This is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Hey, hey, let's enter into the Joy Zone with these Indie Creators. with a lot of wisdom that's going to educate us about sustainable farming, local artisan food, about eating clean, and the the art form to preparing meals for special well, events. Well, he is the primal alchemist. He is the primal alchemist, and I feel very blessed that he's here today. Is well, what, he is, in the wings? Is he in the wings? Did, did, are you out there? Did, did we... Oh, <laughs> we need Chef Paul in here. Chef Paul <laughs> to the house. <laughs> Chef Paul, did he get lost out there, did he? Anyways. He should be here any minute. Uh, <laughs> He's coming across the hall as we speak. Is it? So, I mean, uh, you know, Chef Paul's been a local chef in this community of Long Beach. Here he hey, is, live in the house. Chef Paul Buchanan. There he is, sir. Perfect. Yeah, that's... So we'll give you a moment to settle in there. Okay. We're we're bragging you up. Okay. <laughs> you want you want you want to you want to, you can set your iPhone right here if you want to keep stay alive with it. Yeah. Okay. You, uh, you can just plug it in right there and it'll aim it right at you. But yeah, Neil Young, Neil Young is okay. one of my favorites. There he Welcome, is. the man of the hour. Is it too loud for you? A little bit. All right. Mm. Okay. Good. Let me. Let me. Uh... That's better. Oh, is it? Is it still too loud? Yeah, it's too it's too loud for you. All right, keep keep it keep it live, Suzanne. All right. So, how are you doing today? I'm going to talk quietly. I don't want to blow out your ears. Okay. <laughs> really loud. It's really loud. <laughs> Feel free to pull them like one ear off. You know that might help sometimes. Okay. There we go. Is that a little bit better? No, how about yeah. now? So if you pull that now? mic in front of your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pull it like right almost... up to your mouth. There you go. Perfect. How's the ears now? Is that that's, better? That's better. Yeah, thanks. How about now? Now? Good? Good? It's good, yeah. Okay, All good. Right. Yeah, we got him. We're not blowing him away. We want to have comfort. Thanks so. How, how, how do you sit in this chair? I know. <laughs> to make it comfortable. Everybody, you'd be lucky not to stick to it when you stand up, too. A lot of people, like, you can hear them, like, you can hear their skin, like, come off the vinyl. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy. So, yeah. listen, thanks, thanks so much for coming and uh, being willing to share your... Maybe maybe some secrets. Maybe maybe some of that primal alchemy secret. Sure, yeah, whatever I can share. How yeah. did you, how did you come up with that name? Um, I was in culinary school in San Francisco, and there's a book called On Food and Cooking by Harold McGee, and he's the, like a food scientist. He writes for uh, I think the magazine, or like a 
what is it? I'm trying to think of uh, in New York, like New York Times. Mm. But he's a food guy and he's a food science guy. But he says that cooking is the primal alchemy. And so it's the first science that man ever, you know, kind of practiced. Really, you know, got that meat a little too close to the fire. I'm like, hey, it's way better than that raw meat. So, <laughs> so. Well, how do, how do you define alchemy? What is well, that? Alchemy, what is that word? Alchemy is kind of science. I mean, it was taking it was taking base metals and turning them into gold. But that was like them trying to you know create something valuable i think uh you know treating food the right way and i ter- i turn food into gold you know by mm. you know treating it the right way cooking it the right way right and well, we, those- would, we would look at gold the quality <laughs> of gold has to do with the fact that energy moves through it the best right yeah well, it's, and it's valuable to people so. yeah and yeah. Well, well there must be a, there must be a process to that because we're not all primal alchemists or alchemists for that matter so so how do you how do you go into your work? I mean, is it a meditative repose? Is it a, just a sensitivity to the environment? And and people, those those pictures of the those huge tables with hundreds of people at them. This man's preparing that food for all these people. So, and also, oh, there must be a sense of also how to feed like a hundred people or fifty people. Yeah, that's very different people. than a group of eight or four. <laughs> I think that's just practice, though. You know, yeah. I you know I worked I worked so much with other companies you know coming up you work for other chefs and you're you're serving one plate at a time in a restaurant but when you're catering you say okay everybody's going to come all at once you know and you have to feed them and you have to be ready so there's you know certain procedures that you'll do ahead of time you you're going to grill mark something and you're going to finish them all in the oven but you know you have to have a team and that that all and you got to communicate to them and give them the ingredients and give them the 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 picture of how the evening's going to go and then sometimes feeding you know, 300, 500, 2,000 people, it's, that's, that's it's, it's fine. You that's know? Amazing. Yeah. But but you're just not feeding them. This, this is quality food. And I noticed from a lot of the pictures that we got, a lot of farm pictures, a lot of fresh vegetables growing, those beautiful radishes in the photograph. I mean, is that something that you put a lot of energy into in terms of finding the quality food? Or actually, it looks like you're growing your own food, yeah? Yeah, well, for my own family, I grow my own. I mean, we've had our own organic garden for quite some time, and it's really it's it's satisfying to know that you know something you ripped out of the ground and you grew and you spent time over that uh, that that you can take that home, wash it off, and feed your family this you know incredible meal. But I think the same way for like when the TED conference was here, I said, "Wow, I really want to you know over the course of the years feeding up to you know fifteen hundred, two thousand people at the TED conference right here in Long Beach." Mm-hmm. I said, "I want to buy futures and vegetables," and I went to my friend Charlie Moore and said, "Hey." You've got a plot of land. Let me buy futures in you. I want you to plant your whole garden with this, this, and this, and this. And it was right. those radishes, and it was the beets, and it was, I want these greens. And mm. we, we sat down, and we picked out all the seeds months and months in advance wow. can, can, can because go, we knew it was going to happen. Right. And so you you know, people, people think about futures in wine, but, you know, I... I took futures and vegetables because. You Can know, you explain I that a bit? What a future is like? Like a, <laughs> so I don't understand it. Well, I mean, if I I'm hiring. I don't if, <laughs> let me see. Well, <laughs> you knew you were gonna vegetables. you were gonna <laughs> cook it for the TED. Talk? I knew I was gonna cook for the TED con- conference, and I knew that I, what I was gonna need and how many people I'm gonna cook for. And so I said, I need these vegetables, and I want the footprint to be as small as possible. So there was the two mile salad between you know. From two miles away, all the food was grown. Yeah. It had to travel very small distance to my kitchen and then down the street to uh, the convention center or the Aquarium of the Pacific where the event So you're also place. taking that into account. You're also taking into account it's how long distance. the food's been out of the ground and how far it has to travel so it doesn't lose what? 
doesn't lose nutrients, and it, and so it doesn't waste uh, energy. So it doesn't have uh, more pollution. I'm not, I'm not buying um, raspberries from Chile out of a season. You know, when when I go to the farmer's market, I see what's here. And that ends up on our vegetable plate. It's kind of interesting. You're kind of looking at it like uh, sushi. Like you get that fish right out of the ocean. Yeah. And you need it. You want to, the better it is, the, the was it was the closer. It was the closer the clo- you are to the catch, the fresher it is. Right. Yeah. So you're looking at vegetables like that. That's really, really. I mean, do you place an order for fish from the fishermen? I do. I, ah. I, I call the fishermen up and I say, hey, I have an event coming up in about three weeks. Um, are you going to have black cod? Yeah, we're fishing black cod right now. It's still, it's still the season. Okay, so I need 160 pounds because I know I need to yeah. feed 330 people. Right. So I call him a week ahead of time again, and I say, hey, you going to fish for that? Yeah, I'll go, go fish for that. See, so- you're, so, you're so ahead of the curve. It's like you're, every sentence you say has like a bit of this alchemist philosophy in it. You're talking about seasonal. You're talking about... Uh, nutrient-rich food. You're talking about feeding people stuff that's as fresh as possible. You're talking about... Plus, you're, uh, you're like the indigenous nomadic man that knows, okay, <laughs> my tribe's going to be home. I have to feed them. <laughs> and how's that going to happen? And you're employing people to do that versus maybe a market. And you have people that are interested in that. The people in my kitchen, I'm lucky to work with all the people, all the great chefs that I've worked with, and uh, even a couple of them, I think, that are listening in now. Um you know, Carrie worked in probably in the office helping us do paperwork. She probably it was excruciatingly painful for, you know, to try to organize my life as far as paperwork because that's not what I want to be doing. I want to be in the kitchen. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Right. And so when I'm in the kitchen, um, I'm really, really happy. And so later on, she was in the kitchen and she played with us in the kitchen. And now she's up in Portland, you know, on a huge farm, you know, growing her own food, which is fantastic. Beautiful. You know? so. Beautiful. And if you can share a little bit about um, sustainability and you, you're commenting about the Cheerios, about mm-hmm. eating a clean diet close to home and seasonal and how important that is just for our own well-being and as a chef. Yeah, well, food is medicine, you know, and we, the more we realize, you know, if we, we have control over what we put in our mouth, you know, and, uh, and, and where we shop. And so if you're pulling money out of your pocket and you're paying somebody, then you're supporting that food system. Right. So if I buy soda, then, then that means the soda industry is going to make more money. And I don't want that because I don't like soda. Right. Um, I support farmers, so I pay them the money. Right. And then I can also ask them the question, like, what's in this or what do you spray on this? I know that there's a form at the farmer's market right. that has to say, you know, what they use for, you know, pesticides or what they use for weeds. And yeah. so I'm educating myself by, you know, buying directly from the farmer or at least their representative at the farmer's market. Right. So, but, it, but that does make me feel amazing that I'm feeding not only my family that way, but that I'm feeding all of my clients that way yeah. and that, that I can get, I've gotten them the best food that I possibly can. Mm. And, uh, it, you can't be a hundred percent organic all the time. It's just about impossible in this world, right? but you can support that and it does help the cause. So. Well, 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 your preparation seems extensive. I mean, that's, I guess that's part of being a, a great chef is understanding where these things are coming from seasonally when they are coming in and having the contacts to go get that food when, when you need it or well, put, put those no, orders in. I mean, you just can't. 
And preservation is pro- probably a big part of it. It's something in our history, and that goes back to the alchemist part, probably part of it, is that, you know, smoking meats, you know, meats that were next to the fire lasted longer. They didn't mold. Um, highly, you know, salted meats, you know, didn't expire. You know, they pickled vegetables, and all of a sudden they didn't mold, and they could yeah. hold up. So, so we learn all these techniques over time, and then we kind of lost a lot of them because we just go to the grocery store and buy what we need. And we don't think about growing the carrot or pickling the carrot. And yeah. so those are the things that we do in our kitchen on almost a daily basis is we're making, you know, we're making kimchi. We're making something mm. pickling. Um, we're um, dry curing uh, pork that's from a, a certain ranch, like Diamond Mountain Ranch. We get, you know, Berkshire pigs from there. But I have I have charcuterie. I have I've cured salty pig parts basically. <laughs> that that you're cured gonna, salted pig parts that 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 you're gonna say that 10 that, times that you're gonna only cured salted pig you're parts, only gonna eat parts. small small amounts of that you're only gonna eat grams of yeah. that you're not gonna eat ounces of that you know and it's gonna taste wonderful but i produced it four years ago five years ago two years ago right. six months ago and all of that is just the big you know candy store for me like right. I can go in there and slice a little thin and make this beautiful arrangement people can come in and graze and get some yeah. you know organic bread that we bake ourselves in our kitchen and 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 get some all these pickled vegetables and make themselves an amazing meal so that's absolutely that is, it's that's, how, that's, that's, a, a that's how we used to do it like you know 30 40 years ago there's so many more people smoking stuff and pickling stuff and having their own gardens and stuff like that it seems like that's why they're paying you the big bucks <laughs> to keep those old practices in place so that we can actually um feed ourselves and keep ourselves healthy on these old school ways of serving up food yeah it is a lot of work to do that kind of things and because it's a it's a labor of love you were mentioning your grandmother i learned a lot from my grandmother my grandmother um she pickled she put up her beans you know when all of her beans came in she had just jars of them in the pantry and uh it would be great if more people had that i think food security wise we would be much better off yeah. What, what was your, what, what was the, why'd you go down this path in the first place? Was there, was there an inciting moment where you um, decided I was going to be a chef or was that something that was just instilled in you or was that? Oh no, my mom, my mom tortured us by going to uh, gourmet, <laughs> gourmet cooking classes at the oh. at Fullerton Junior High School okay. and she came home and she experimented on us and then. You know, oh, she my, went then to them. She didn't send you. She went. No, she went to them when we were kids. And then yeah. so she came home and brought back all these dishes that I just wanted hamburger. I just yeah. want a hamburger, you know, but uh, but she was cooking all those. But she she gave me little pieces of pie dough that were left over mm. when she was doing, you know, Thanksgiving pies. And so I made my own little pies and then I got the bug and I always liked cooking. But I thought, well, if I do this for a living, I'm going to hate it. I never wanted to hate it. So I yeah. went into other things. I went into defense electronics for 10 years and. And I worked in construction, and mm. so I worked in a lot of these other things. But then I finally came back to what I loved and uh, went to California Culinary Academy in San Francisco and mm. got straight A's. And uh, you know, the well, rest lot, is history. Well, a know, lot just... of people go to those schools and they don't come out being any good. No. <laughs> what, what, what makes a what makes a great chef? What, make, what makes what is that? What is that thing that makes a great chef? It seems like it'd be like almost. God, I want to say alchemist, but that's being a bit redundant in terms of just knowing how to imagine a flavor here and imagine a flavor there and put them together and get that result. I mean, there must be something kind of... Well, I think everybody has their talent, you know, and I knew that I liked it, but I never allowed myself to work in the business. Mm. And so once I did work in the business, then all of a sudden... Your first job? The the straight A's that I had in, in culinary school, you know, when I turned 30, I'm making no money and I'm poor and I got student loans and... And then 
just slowly, you know, working yourself yeah. up, working for the best people you possibly can. You know, you work for the people that have the A rating, that have the top mm. restaurant, the top service, and then and then you gather and become little piece of each chef you ever worked for. Oh, right. so, you you know. like a, so you'll have like a mentor each step of the way. You weren't you didn't start off like a dishwasher, like an Anthony Bourdain or anything like that. <laughs> you don't have to work your way up and in, did you? Well, no, you have to work your way up. But you're you're making you're making. Did they have you washing dishes at some I've, point? I've washed oh, many dishes, but I've dishes. but I but I but you know you work in the pantry making salads, and then they work you up into pizzas, and then you're opening oysters, and and every restaurant you learn a little more and a little more and a little more, and that becomes you. And so I'm lucky enough now to have had my own business, Primal Alchemy Catering, for probably, what, I don't know, 16 years? That's great. Years, I don't even know. And, mm -hmm. and, and in our location now, um, which is down by the Belmont Pier, you know, I have this big picture window that I can watch people roller skating, having fun outside. Yeah. We Meanwhile, we're in there bringing in crates of vegetables from the farmer's market and, and, and cooking them up. And, uh, where's that? Where, where's it? Where's the? Where's by the Belmont Pier. Yeah, next uh, to the Belmont Brewing Company. We're, just to by the Scuba Place. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, you're right down there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I've been there. We've been there for almost. Oh gosh, I don't know. Seven, maybe seven, eight years yeah. now. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. And what's your f favorite cuisine to cook? Oh gosh, I'm, favorite cuisine to cook. I, I I don't know because it it, it it's so variety. It's, there's so much variety in my head. You know, I yeah. can say. If I have a great piece of fish, I can just go with it. But it's yeah. whatever ingredient is in front of you at okay, the time. Okay, the like, ingredients. But seasonal, you. local, seasonal, sustainable. I mean, that's our kind of like mantra. Local, but, seasonal, sustainable. Yeah. Local, seasonal, sustainable. That's our. That's kind of our mantra for so primal alchemy catering. Yeah. So, so the sustainable aspect has to do with. Uh, well, something that can be, you know, something that's not, you know, damaging the environment or that is only harvested one time. It's like it. it I. I guess it's easy for people to grasp the ideas of what's local. Oh, local. What could be grown here? What right. could be grown within a 200-mile radius of here? Um, if you're making a dish and you're trying to stay within something like that, you say, well, there's hard to find salt, you know, that's produced right. in that or oil or cows that have milk and they're making dairy products. Those have to be brought in. But um, it, it's a challenge for us as chefs to try to think about that. But sustainable is a little more vague, I think, right. and in, in that kind of concept, we have to try to figure out, you know, um, is like, at, at what cost are you, you know, growing that vegetable? You know, are you are you spraying chemicals on it, and um, and that in turn is damaging things. I know right. you'd mentioned Cheerios, and I said, yeah, that has a lot of glyphosate in it, which is, you know, weed. We, yeah, weed, kill, <laughs> weed, weed killer, you know, yeah. and, and not so good for us. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. But, you know, awareness, bringing awareness to yeah. my clients is, you know, and my friends, my family. I want them to know, you know, hey, yeah. Cheerios isn't so good. Why? Absolutely. Because it's not organic wheat. So they're spraying weed killer on it and then you're eating it. So yep. um, Absolutely. And same with vegetables. You know, people will forgo the 10, 20 cents extra a pound or a piece for non-organic, but they're getting a lot of chemicals. You know, yeah. And, and strawberries, you know, strawberries grow on the ground and that's where pill bugs are and they love to eat holes in strawberries. So yeah. they spray something so the pill bugs don't do that. But then that's probably not good for you. So, right. Yeah. I, got, I guess your biggest art would be reading your customers or sizing somebody up and 
and does does that come into play? Like who you're serving? Yeah. Do, do every, you have a every event? Like 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 you got Suzanne there in front of you. If you just read her, like what what would she, <laughs> she need to eat right now? <laughs> Well, you, no, not, I would, ask, you, like, I would look, ask questions of what you like. Yeah, but just, yeah. As a, just as a little game, if you just take in Suzanne, <laughs> what would you like to make for her? Um, anything. I'd make anything for her. Does anything come <laughs> My to next mind? Meal. But, but it's not like that. It's not well, like, I don't know. Well, I have no idea if she's a pescatarian of this. And I have, yeah. I'm not a mind reader. I yeah. do have to have that kind of input. But I right. do always want to put myself in the position of the person at my event. Like, what is my client? expectations what are their expectations right. and i want to meet those and exceed those and you know at the end of their meal they wow you 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 came in your crew was amazing you set yeah. everything up you fed us like kings um we never looked up and wanted anything it was always there for us yep. at the end of the night you cleaned up it looked like there was never even an event here everything got put away and there was leftovers in the refrigerator so yeah. you know that you know that's that's perfect. So yeah. you're like you're like a captain of a ship, really. <laughs> I mean, how much cooking are you actually doing? Are you just, are you just, or in your mind, do you just like give your crew all of the ingredients they need, and then you're kind of like a movie director. You're kind of up there just making sure that the vision gets realized. Is that sort of where, where you're at? You're you're planning so much of it ahead of time that when you step onto the property or you step into the kitchen that you're going to use, that you want it to just go like flow. clockwork. You want it yeah. to flow like clockwork, and every and then. You're there behind the scenes, so when there's things that happen that you know could be potential problems, you're the one that is the the fixer, and the yeah. client should never see that. So. I guess I guess the happy place where you, I mean, you seem like a happy guy. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so there's a there's a tr there's a tremendous amount of satisfaction that you're getting out of be, being a chef and serving your community in this factor. I guess is that uh, have you always been just a, a happy up guy, or is it is it something that you've Learned how to do within the context of just being in business with people. Well, I think there's that balance, too, that um, I know you guys had talked about it earlier. Is like, you know, are you a balanced person? And I know chefs of mine, friends of mine that are just driven and they're killing themselves. They're overweight. They're overstressed. And it you have to take your time out for yourself. You have right. to, you know, I exercise. I, you know, bike ride. I swim. I roller skate. And those are my escapes that's yeah. where i can go out and be good to myself and then and i eat pretty well but there's times where i'm still going to go out and have an ice cream but yeah. i choose usually not to have you know the cheapest ice cream Thrifty i try to go, I, I try to go for like <laughs> long beach creamery and yeah. hopefully you know you know something that she made is usually super delicious and Absolutely. you know but, but how about, how about yeah. in the context of your work like when it gets stressed how do you how do you keep that in perspective how do you keep the ball rolling when things don't seem to be hitting their mark. No, that's tough because my expect my expectations are very very high and and on everything. And so if I see something that's wrong, I tend to be not shy about vocalizing and letting people know that I'm not happy with that or this is the way that I want to do it. Yeah. Um, it's a little tough to try to learn. I'm trying to learn communication skills to soften the blow on things like yeah. that. But you know you have to you have to draw the line in the sand and say this is my standards and I'm not going to. Go yeah. below that and there's a reason you know i'm five stars on yelp or whatever the ratings are that yeah. are out there is because i am that driven detail-oriented place and and unfortunately it doesn't mean that you're happy-go-lecky with everybody well but, the, well, the, well your result with though. you guys it's no problem yeah. Yeah. But guys in my kitchen sometimes it's like they're like listening know. hey <laughs> yeah but the, yeah, but, the but the result though you must walk out of there knowing that you did the best that you could do there must be like this this show's about just about that. It's about how do we use that 
professional existence, that thing that takes up 10, 12 hours of our day, learn from it, and then perpetuate a quality existence from the lessons that we learn in our, in our workplace, where things are actually the, the most potentially stressful. And then how do we manage, how do we like find our footing there and go, you know what, if I can find my footing here, it's going to be much easier out there. Yeah. Is well, it, I'm in, sometimes I'm in the office, sometimes I'm at the kitchen, but usually you have to spend a lot of time in the office when you're running this business right? and you're talking to clients. And that's uh, the fun part is talking to clients because for the most part, you're helping them develop this amazing party, their vision, this uh, amazing gotcha. party. And then they say, oh, okay, well, um, my, you know, future husband is Hispanic. And so I want to have a taco card at the end of the night, but also my... Yeah. My my dad is from you know South Africa and my mom is Indian. Okay, so um, can you can you develop this menu <laughs> yeah. that will meet all those things? And then still, I will still shop at the farmers market and I will still try to blend See, as much the, local ingredients as I can. That's, but- that's the feed. That's the feed from the relationship from your client's initial impression. How you how your mind starts to work to go about putting together a menu for them. Mm-hmm. That's cool. See, yeah. I'm I'm just looking for that creative, like. Like where did that where is that genius working in you? And it's probably well, it's probably in those initial steps in terms of just reading his client and yeah, then yeah. But also out there's a menu. huge responsibility because you talk about holding your staff accountable to a certain level of bar, as Thomas would call it. He has a bar and he wants people to meet it mm-hmm. himself and others. Um, but your clients are also expectations, like weddings, big parties that are once a year. They have an expectation that it's going to be perfect, right? So well, yeah, and also, but they're they're asking you to do an event and then they want the best price and so there's price <laughs> negotiation because nothing's written in stone and then yeah. they say well i want to add on this and this and this i'll say but you don't want to pay more money <laughs> so, <laughs> so so it it's a lot of negotiations back and forth like yeah. that but i think what i mean ultimately what makes me happy is that you know we have a, a fantastic crew that's in the office we have a fantastic you know set of sh- chefs and cooks that are in the um in the trenches some of them work only events for us sometimes they're prepping for us but that um, we surround ourselves with, you know, a little drawer full of really good, high-quality chocolates that we get to snack on, and, <laughs> and there's leftovers. There's leftovers. Ah, there's leftovers from events. That's you know? the key. That's Lef- the key to being a good boss is having that drawer full of chocolates. Yeah, and the whiskey. The whiskey doesn't. Help. Ah. That's usually for Fridays, you know. But, uh, you are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. That's after after work on Fridays. But, yeah. but, but that and but, out, out the back door too. We have like herbs and we have herbs growing out our back door. We have a little patio out behind our office. And so yeah. we t- try to bring the green in a little bit. So that is gonna make us a little uh happier and nicer, right. you know, and, and we I don't think we get tired of our own food that much, but we do see some things reoccur every once in a while because they're popular and so but we get those leftovers in the in the office too, and so we get to eat there, but I mean, it's just the variety of there's a new party every single day. Um, <laughs> we're going to have, you know, I fed 330 people at Rancho Los Alamitos a, a week ago. But then, you know, I'm going to have 25 chefs um, doing a charity mm-hmm. uh, event, the ninth annual Long Beach Urban Farm Dinner. That's coming cool. up on September 23rd. And then, you know, and then I'm doing another green face. So we do a lot of charity outreach that way. Mm. And the leftovers from those events, because I know um, you had mentioned about, you know, giving you know donating to the homeless or something like that and so there is a food bank in 
in Long Beach, you know, that food finders and they, they come and they pick up the food after big events like that. And then they find a home for them, which nice. is the right way to do it. Oh, and, that's it beautiful. and it's good for us because then we don't have to put it back in our refrigerators and they're getting the leftovers as right. fast as possible. That's and, amazing. Um, and, but I, I think on nutrition is like teaching kids though, too. We're, we want to set up the young diners, the kids that are in school and let them know Hey, this is where food comes from. This is this is ah, what a farmer's market is. And take go. them there. Uh, Days of Taste program, something I've done with. And Days of Taste program. Yeah, yeah, I've done that for probably I think almost eighteen years. How now. do those kids respond? Great, because we get them when they are fourth graders, which turns out to be the best time because mm. they're smart enough to where they know the concepts of nutrition, but they are not like junior high schoolers right. or high schoolers that are so set in their ways that they don't want to change. Right. And so I think I have changed a lot of young Aww. minds and, and got them off sodas and getting them to love food. But yeah. isn't that a great Real thing? That, isn't yeah. that a great thing that you say is to get people close to the earth and yep. this gardening and re- yeah. reintroduce, reintroducing them to the origin yeah. of like where their food comes from yeah and yeah. having a conversation with their food grow yeah. your own you know you gotta yeah. grow your own but but how in touch you you are you are innately in touch with the shifting seasons for just your just your livelihood you know so many of us are out of touch with the changing seasons as we were talking about last week you know like the you know like the climate change people like we're a mentally ill society <laughs> we're not we're not even aware of the fact that summer's leaving and fall's coming mm-hmm. and, or that we're even in winter because we're so wrapped up in our own little game. Yeah, we have the little phone there and our memes and we just want to follow, you know, every morning we want to go like, okay, who's doing what and where are they going? Yeah, but you're thinking a whole other thing. You're calling like, the fisherman. I need fish. You know, fall, I love it. Fall's coming or the, you know, spring corn or fall corn. When the, where's the corn coming? Where are the veggies coming from? You're totally in touch with the... And speaking of that, share, share the fall crops for people so they know because today it's a little confusing if you go to the supermarket and the weather climate here we can yeah, what's in season grow right different now? things that you can't yeah. normally what's in season right now well there's still lots of stone fruit that, that yeah. started at the summer and the and the tomatoes most of the heirloom tomatoes have peaked but it depends on which farmer and what elevation they're at yeah um you know and oh, that's interesting and so it, it is but going to the farmer's market does help you at least realize the seasons i mean the most beautiful bell peppers uh, i've ever seen we're at the market last Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, my Bell friend peppers. Ro- Roland Tamai from Tamai Family Farms. I just said it looked like the cover of a food magazine. Oh. The one pepper, and it- and and so I took a couple home because I know that my son Drew loves um, bell peppers and would just like eat them yeah, raw, my like kids an are apple. Like that too. Yum, and, yum, bell pepper. Right. And 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 that's if you can find that. You know the yeah. peaches that I brought in today from Haas Farm. I mean, I just know that they have been amazing the last week. So peaches, peaches. All the stone fruit right now is really good. The yeah. apricots are. What's a stone fruit? What is that? Anything, any fruit that has the stone in the middle, like the it's you know pit. apricot. Pit, like yeah. pit. Oh, oh, gotcha. Stone yeah. fruit has <laughs> pits in it. Okay, you yeah. not, not stone fruit. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're stoned. Go, go get that fruit. You notice when I said chocolates, he immediately yeah. thought, you know, it's like, oh yeah, he's got the drawer of chocolates. <laughs> he's suffering from a bread addiction. He's going to tear into these well, cookies. You, well, you know what? Oh. No, no cookies. Look at these. Look at these. Got yeah. those. I showed those beginning to my other. Look at this primal alchemy macadamia nut cookies. Which ones you got? The Mexican chocolate cherry cookies. Oh my yeah. god, those these are, are these yummy. are like ridiculous. If you can share with our local listeners, he's gonna. Where can we they um, these, get your cookies? I know they're at the park. Whoa, what's down on? Yeah. skipping I'll, my head. I'll, you tell I'll, me. I'll let you know. Um, actually, you know, we had. I had. Thing. I had a. Um, 
Uh, I had a friend of mine, Judith, that she came and she said, hey, I got this shortbread um, cookie. Do you guys want to try it? Sure, yeah, it was amazing. You know, it was like a big kid's Big Newton. And then over time, um, I said, well, you can't keep on making these at your house, you know. So yeah. We'll make them. We started selling a couple little cookies at Viento Iago yeah. on 4th because that was across from the grade school where I do the Days of Taste program. Um, and then there's a healthy kind of version of a chocolate chip cookie where you can recognize all the ingredients. And it has a yeah. little bit of whole wheat flour, has some chia seeds, it has you know coconut, golden raisins in it. So that was a cookie we were doing for the Days of Days program. So we started selling that there. Yeah. And then Polly's Coffee um, has always been really nice to us. We get all of our most of all of our coffee there because mm-hmm. it's roasted right here in yep. long beach and it's a long time business uh, that's so, amazing and so we use it for our event so all of these all these little things are just like little you know add-ons. local local add-ons of how we how we did it so we sell our cookies really at only um really only three locations and berlin 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 is the last one because yeah. they're very supportive of everything we do and they support local uh, nice. you know vendors i'll tell you what this mac this macadamia thing nut thing is like <laughs> macaroon maca- <laughs> this macaroon thing Coconut macaroon, yeah. just jack my joy just points. loves to consume Four, 40 Great points person on this thing court. right here right here this is like yeah. so th- we can only get these one place no uh three places, three places. yeah not, Poly- not online or anything like Poly's, that no because it's not it's not it's that's not my business. I mean, that <sighs> that, that would is, that make is, he's not going to Amazon.com, you know, <laughs> it would not, not make it it's not making any money. It's not making me any money. All it is is just so I can have my name out there. Yeah. Really. That's, Are you that's kidding my, me? This is not my, making you money. This is like crack. This is like that's my form of advertising. Yeah, really. paid marketing. Yeah, so I don't, I don't advertise in a newspaper. I advertise by selling cookies and making people happy. Put a smile on their face. Find yeah. those, what are those three places again? We um, Polly's Aquaviento Berlin. In Berlin, that's it. Yeah, Polly's Aquaviento. Viento and, Agua, yes, uh, sorry. which is a coffee shop on Fourth Street. Yeah. yeah all right, thank all you. Long Beach, right? Yeah, yeah. all so, Long Beach. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys want uh, serious man with a little cup of coffee, a little espresso, or something like that? I mean, this is like, it's f- so. F- how fresh are these? Um, those were made today, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and packaged today and given yeah. to you today. Yeah. This is it. You guys depressed? Eat one of these, man. I should have brought him a piece of the salty pig parts. I could give him a, like yeah. a, a Coke. Well, he would like that. Like, a salty a, a prosciutto, prosciutto or copa. And then he goes, now oh, this is amazing. How old is this? Five years old. It's like, no, yeah. this, is, this is really special. You know, there's something where the, that do get better with age. I mean, if you make sauerkraut and you age it for Absolutely. a month, you go like, wow, the sauerkraut got better. And then you age it a year, you go like, man, that's an amazing absolutely and if you can share a little bit with the listeners that they do have a home garden if they're cooking simple quick ways that they can not waste because i think a lot of americans in general go into the supermarket or farmer's market buy up a lot because they get excited but don't think oh i could pickle those carrots or i could roast them and eat them tomorrow lunch or whatever it might be if you can give a couple yeah well probably one of the easiest recipes that i know for pickling is uh um, by marcus samuelson so if you just he's a chef you know in new york and um, he has a one, two, three pickle, which is a very um, simple Swedish pickling recipe. But a you one, can, two, three pickle. <laughs> you just put Marcus Samuelson one, two, three pickle in Google, and then you'll get the recipe. It's so, so easy. But it's, you know, it's it's one part, two parts, three parts. It's very, very simple. Okay. You cook it on the stove, you pour it over what you're going to pickle, and then, you know, put it in the put it in the fridge and in a jar and you're fine so but it's great for little carrots and things like that and nice. you can pickle lots of things of course cucumbers you know and turn, yeah. turn them into pickles that most people think but you can <laughs> you can do lots of things and then smoking yeah we we smoke some meats but mostly like the bacons and speck ham for the shoulders yeah. and 
But we smoked oatmeal today, and that oh, actually really? smoked that, oatmeal. We wow. did, yeah. Didn't get me high though, but uh, <laughs> but I but I took some of it and put it into one of the cookies that we make. It's an oatmeal golden raisin cookie, and then so it just has like a little hint of applewood smoke. So it's it makes it more interesting just doing one little thing. Well, you're, it, you're yeah. extremely humble, man. I mean, this stuff. I mean, if that's any indication of this, what you're turning out, that's just. Uh, um, I'm glad we're singing your praises because I, I get the feeling you probably don't, but I guess you can let your food do the talking for you, huh? Yeah, well, I would never be able to do it without all the people that support us. I mean, you know, all the people in, that are in the office and all the people who are in the kitchen that are doing a lot of the work and then you're out there being the face. Yeah. But I love talking to people and starting and making a good party and making them look good and making their wedding be fantastic where, you know, we woke up in the morning and everybody was telling us how great the party was. So, nice. you know, I want to make them look good. So you have a tremendous leadership quality. I mean, what, what are, I mean, is that just something innately is in, in you as well? Because to surround yourself with all the right people and to allow yourself to surround yourself with all those people and still have the freedom to do things that you love and uh, vet, vet the people that you work with and wrangle the customers <laughs> and then on top of it turn out an extraordinary product. I mean, there's that's something to be said about that. I yeah. mean, that's really cool. Well, that's a lot of work, and of course, having a part, having a, having a having a partner too. You know, my mm. my wife Dana has been with me for like more years than I can imagine. Twenty something eight, I don't know. Uh, and so, can she know, cook? And this is KLBPLP Long Beach ninety nine point one FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine, and online at klbp.org. Hey, hey, let's enter into the joy zone with these indie creators. Yeah, she can cook. She has, she has her recipe. Her, her chicken and dumpling recipe is like really amazing, you know, it's a, and very, very satisfying. But, you know, we're, we're, you open up my refrigerator, you open it, you see deli cups. That's all you see is deli cups of pickled this, mustards, fig mustard, um, pasta, quinoa, you know, yeah. it, you know, there's the lamb, there's a the Mediterranean lamb. There's, nice. You know, it, it, there's just, and then it's got to be 20 cheeses in there. Some of them yeah. I probably don't want to eat anymore, but um, it just... You have, you have, that's what, that's what it's like at my house. And then yeah. my, and then my son complains. It's like, oh, there's nothing to eat. Oh my God. I was going to say, we know where to come raid if we're hungry for a midnight snack. Yeah. Well, that, oh. well, that's really awesome. So your website is primalalchemy.com or primalalchemy.com. Yeah, primalalchemy.com. Yeah. And I noticed you have all those wonderful menu ideas, but people can uh, bring a venue to you. You can help bring them a venue if they sure. need. Yeah, we know, of- we know lots of places around, but we love to cater at people's, you know, homes or other locations. There's some places where you have to use the caterer there and there's right. no choice. Um, there's some, like with the TED conference, where they said, you know, we don't want the food at the aquarium. So right. they actually bought out the contract to so we could come in two nice. years in a row. Uh, Edison, oh, did, Edi- Edison, Edison did the same thing there. I mean, they had to pay a premium because they had to kind of kick the other caterer out. But right. it's really nice to know that they, you know, liked our food that much where it meant that yeah. much to them. So That's really awesome. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming in. Sure. You know, it was such a, such a pleasure meeting a, a true foodie. 
What, what's the right right? Dude foodie. A dude foodie. <laughs> he was. I was like, what is that? But whatever. <laughs> you're like a true dude, but you're a foodie. <laughs> so so when I'm so when I'm roller skating backwards on the bike path, you'll actually wave to me and say, "Hey, Chef Paul." So, Absolutely, okay, Chef good. Paul. Are okay. you kidding? I'm gonna hit yeah. you up for a, ma- a macaroon. <laughs> like, where, where's that store again? I gotta go. It's right, right near there, by I'm, the gym. By the gym. So you can work out afterwards. Go to Polly's Before, right after you go right to the after, gym. Right after I go to the gym, I'm hitting up, hitting you up. Thanks. Listen, uh, uh, is there anything? Is there anything else that you'd like to say to close this out? Or you want need support for any of your projects? Any things that you want to ask for? You uh, never know. Santa Claus might be listening. For, yeah, Santa Claus. If you can find me an event space that I can move into where I can cater my parties at the same place. Oh, great! And it looks so, like an old barn with like patinaed ooh. wood and. You know that. You know you there got, is. I'm, a, lo- I'm looking. I'm looking for a space like that. So maybe how many somebody. People? Will, um, something I could put. You know, a garden outside. Have a reception. Prepare food in the back. So you know, it's got to be a pretty good sized place. I want 250 people to be okay. Comfort- okay, guys, comfortable in there and have an event space. So. You want to want to want to rent a gritty rent cell whatever my kitchen's only about twice as big as this room we're yeah, in right now yeah. which is which is really small so yes. you're looking you're actually looking to prepare a bigger space and have everything in one space so you can actually move well these. yeah so i can move my office there and yeah. move my warehouse there and move my kitchen there Hear and that guys is another one big happy family extraordinary so i'm putting that out to the universe that's you know, yeah. that uh that's a, perfect whole perfect and complete and Bring it in. We got our ears are out there, so we're all listening. We'll all we'll take a look for you. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you guys. It's been Thank a pleasure. It's a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you so run much. Run that. Run that. Run that commercial. Same one.
cherish this moment, cherish this breath. Tomorrow's a new day for everyone. A brand new moon, brand new sun. Like a heavy weight When you feel this crazy society Adding to the strain Take a stroll to the nearest water's edge Remember your place Many moons have risen and fallen on Long before you came So which way is the wind blowing? What does your heart say? KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. Hey! All right. Welcome back. Suzanne, what a wonderful guy. What, right? Both two wonderful men. Two foodie dudes, as you said. <laughs> two dude foodies. Yeah. No, but he he is such a master. And you could tell that he's. He's just living in it, you know, and all yeah. the things that he was saying were such, there were such clues and little signals in terms of what makes his product so superior. Right. You know, he was like skimming over the seasonal stuff and skimming over the local stuff and he's just doing it. He's just doing it. But for all of us that kind of need to learn how to eat, uh, that's such a smart way of looking at it. Also smart way of staying in touch with the seasons, smart way of, you know, being more present to your environment, smart way of just having fun eating. Absolutely. You know, looking for seasonal foods and being yeah. aware of what's out there. Like you said, the big bell peppers yeah. and uh, and the peaches and all the things that are in season now that uh, we might miss. You know, something that's like, uh, where, where, where do we get our fruit from? Like bringing it from Australia? They're bringing it in from well, all South the- America, Central America a lot comes in. The United States, actually, California provides a lot of food globally up into Canada. You wouldn't think that. Um, so it's good to pay attention what's available. And sometimes we get stuck in our rut. You know, everyone wants to maybe eat blueberries every day, but they don't grow every season. So when you look around and explore what's available, it's, it, it helps your assistant. Mother Nature is pretty smart. She rotates the food. I mean, I mean these, I mean these things were food like food in the that's available based things, on what you these need. These things are like <laughs> these are like food drugs oh, right here yeah. this macaroon it's i mean look at this look Crack. at this stuff. no look at it look how look how tender and soft and it was just yeah. made and i know where this guy makes them yeah 
And he doesn't even tell them to the public. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out. I mean, he doesn't even like mass sell. I'm gonna go down and get one of these like once. This is gonna be my like my weekly thing that I go get. Well, the good news is it's only two per package, so that's another nice. I got like three. A, oh, you did. Lucky you. All right. Well, Thomas, thanks for being here. Hey, listen. <laughs> definitely raised the joy today. Yeah, we did. Definitely raised our joy, and, and eating food is a good way to conscientiously raise your joy yeah. in terms of just appreciating where you are and if you're in your head having a bad day go pay attention to some peaches and and go to a farmer's market and find out what's seasonal and and get out there and uh, maybe even plant a garden absolutely right? and if you're happy you know the world around you is a brighter place correct? that's right and, and listen <laughs> you guys have a, a great evening thanks for joining us and um, we'll be back here we have two wonderful guests so far right we have, we have Breon Davis, wonderful actor, director, uh, an actor I got had the privilege of working with, and this guy was in a no- Oscar-nominated film. Yeah, and he's going to come in. He's going to share his wisdom. I think he just won an award for directing something at the Tribeca Film Festival. Yeah, uh, I think he just came off of another play that he had directed. I just saw that he was in another film. So this guy's going to have all sorts of wonderful artistic insights, and he's super well-spoken, super smart guy. Uh, so looking forward to it. And who's the other guest? We have Shalice Matkowski and John Mack that are coming in to talk about their nonprofit organization. Aromatherapy. Help, well, they're going to talk about animals, saving indigenous animals. And we have one other special guest that I'm finalizing around that. But Shalice is into that aromatherapy. She is into aromatherapy. Big, but she and John way. Mack t- teamed up to save animals. And they do, this time of year, the Emmys are coming up this weekend. They do an event to help. Uh, endangered species. So we've got some fabulous guests <laughs> that are going to share their life skills with them and, mm-hmm. and share how they keep their joy up. Thanks thanks for joining us here tonight. Have a good night. All right. Thank you. the place where I go no more I'll stop right here and let you wander use a pose we'll meet again on my lips it tastes so damn good Whoa.
can see it all As we flatter kings and queens And watch them I you
You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani.